Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is MedTalk presented by HCA Midwest Health. I'm Jamie Monticelli with Dr. Eric Peters, Medical Director of Pediatric Services at Overland Park Regional Medical Center. If you are a parent in the metro whose child is starting to experience the sniffles, you are not alone. On average, kids get six to ten colds each year, mainly during the long cold and flu season of the winter. You can't avoid it because of kids' exposure in school and other activities. Dr. Peters has some health and prevention tips on avoiding colds and other illnesses that kids can get during the winter. And a warning, a respiratory infection is serious business. So it is that time of year, runny noses, sick days, trips to the doctor, and in some cases, the ER for kids all ages. Tell me first what the difference is between a cold and pneumonia. Well, typically a cold is um, also called an upper respiratory tract infection, involves sniffles, some low-grade fever, uh, cough, maybe some sore throat, not feeling well. But kids generally are pretty, still pretty active, uh, still eat fairly well, and feel um, fairly normal when they don't have a fever. Uh, kids with pneumonia tend to be significantly sicker, uh, with higher fever, more of the cough, uh, maybe some difficulty breathing even, um, and aren't sort of in that category of feeling better when their fever's down. So far, we've been hearing that this flu season this year may be really bad. What are you seeing in your ER and at your hospital so far? Yeah, the indicators um, that have been relayed to us are that we should expect a pretty heavy flu season. And we've already started to see respiratory patients in the emergency department, which is quite early uh, in the year to be seeing that stuff. Do you know why? Why we're seeing it earlier this year? Any indication of why this year is different? I don't, but it goes in. It definitely goes in cycles, um, and um, each year is very different. What are some symptoms to watch out for, especially for parents to be looking for? For flu? For flu or for pneumonia? Yeah. Uh, you know, high fever. Uh, the hallmark of influenza is a, is a sudden, unrelenting high fever. Those kids will often have, have some sore throat, maybe some belly pain. Um, and just ache all over, um, much different than just the common cold where you're, where you're sniffly, uh, you have a runny nose and you're coughing for that reason, but flu, um, pneumonia, higher fever, sicker kid, higher fever, define higher fever. Oh, you know, most colds are under 102, I would say. And, and with the flu and, and, and true bacterial pneumonias can really get in that 103, 104 range. Okay. Uh, there's another virus that can be dangerous to children called RSV. What is that? What should we know about its signs and symptoms of RSV? So respiratory syncytial virus is, in many respects, a common cold for most of us, but can be very dangerous for toddlers, especially those under two years of age. Um, it's a virus that attacks the very smallest airways of our lungs. And so when you're when you're little to start with, a little swelling goes quite a long way and those babies can get into trouble. It's a predominantly winter virus and we spend most of our winter admitting kids less than two years of age um, with RSV. How important is hand washing 
<laughs> in preventing something like that? You know, they say these virus, you know, RSV specifically can live on a counter surface for up to three days. So you don't even have to be in the same room oh as, a, as the person that you got it from on the same day. Um, and we pick it up on our hands and, and everything else that touches counters. Um, you know, kids cough, it spreads everywhere, it lands on surfaces. So, you know, good hand washing is essential, especially if you've got younger children at home. And we all see it, we all bring it home, but especially if you have older kids in school uh, with a toddler in the house, you want to really make sure you're doing a good job, not only of washing your hands, but of cleaning surfaces and trying not to spread germs as best you can. Let's say that again. It lives on a surface for three days. You would have no idea where you got it. Right. Because of the number of places that we go. And during the winter, it's everywhere. Wow. When should you have your child actually checked out? When does it go from they're okay at home to actually going to see a doctor? Uh, you know, if low-grade fever and sniffles, if, if they're active, eating well, and having good urine output, it's, you know, most of those kids can be taken care of at home. Um, I would say when they're not eating well, if at any time you feel like they're breathing harder than normal, you see their ribs when they breathe, they make any noise when they're breathing, or the illness is just going on longer than you think it should be there, that's the time to see a doctor. And we talked about hand washing, but what are some of the other precautions that parents can take to keep their kids healthy and help prevent colds and pneumonia and RSV? Well, you know, for the you know for the toddlers, we recommend not not being out and about as much during those winter months. The viruses, in large part, are prevalent in the winter because we're all cooped up together, sharing the viruses in enclosed spaces. So taking your baby to those places isn't always a great idea. Other than that, it's really good hand washing, good hygiene, staying away from other sick people as much as you can, as much as you know about. We hear um, a lot about if you're getting sick, drink fluids. That's always what we were always told a lot. Is that really important? Uh, you know, there's something to it. Hydration really seems to make kids feel better. Uh, that's one of the first things we do uh, for kids in the emergency department or that we admit to the hospital is um, good hydration. It, it seems to help fever curves. It seems to help them feel better. It seems to help them want to eat more. Uh, so it, it's not bad advice. I'm going to ask you this. What is the importance of getting the flu shot and when? You can't overstate the importance of getting a flu shot. Although we know it's not 100% effective for all strains of flu, there's really n no better deterrent for getting the flu than getting your annual flu shot. Does it matter at what point in the season? Is it ever too late to get it? Uh, at some point, but it's really hard to pinpoint that date. We're not there yet, I right. assume. Right. Um, you know, certainly people start getting the flu while the flu shot is still out there and available, and then it's too late. All right. Thanks to Dr. Peters. This has been Med Talk presented by HCA Midwest Health. I'm Jamie Monticelli. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.